So the sacrament series that we've been dealing with for the month of January is Dress for Success. And as I have said for the last three weeks, the reason I named this series Dress instead of Dressed is because the word dressed, E-D, indicates or implies that we are already, already dressed for success. And the sad reality is, for those that claim Christianity, on a whole, many of us aren't. We are not dressed as we should be. And what is even more sad is that many of us who, are, who aren't dressed for success isn't even aware that there is a wardrobe. There is a wardrobe that we must have on if we want to be successful in this war. Now, let me take it a bit deeper. When I say dress for success, I don't mean for a boardroom meeting in corporate America. When I say dress for success, I don't mean the ability to walk into a bank with a proposal, a business proposal, ready to ask to borrow money for a new business venture. No, this form of dressing does not require that all of your clothes match. <laughs> this type of clothing has nothing to do with what the designer name brand is. However, this form of dressing comes from the biggest name brand that has ever and will ever exist. And this name brand is called the Armor of God. It ain't a name brand like it. Amen. I have, I have been on the brink of losing my life and I can testify that it wasn't my clothes that saved me. Amen. It's not enough to call yourself saved. It's not enough to just come to church. And it's not enough even to have a title within the church. You are going to have to have this armor of God on because you have an enemy. You, 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 can, you can speak in tongues and you can quote the Bible back and forth. But if you don't got no armor on, you are just a potential victim. And some of you may say, well, well, I don't, I don't, I ain't never picked up this armor of God and I don't feel like a victim. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. <laughs> I tend to believe that's why we stay in victim mode so much is because we've been a victim for so long. We don't know what not being a victim is. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's why we can go from one bad relationship to another bad relationship, and we don't put one and one together and understand that there's evil in the midst. Oh, God. You, 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 you're going to have to have this armor of God. You're going to have to have it on because you have an enemy. And in fact, in 1 Peter 5 and verse number 8, it says, Be sober. 
be vigilant because your adversary, notice the word play, your adversary, the devil, not only does he tell you that you have an adversary, he tells you who it is. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So, so we have an adversary, and that adversary is the devil, and I need you to know that you have never had an adversary like this. Your greatest hater. Ain't hated like this. Can't hate like this. Unless, and of course, he is the vehicle which the enemy is using the hate to run through. <laughs> this enemy of ours, he never takes days off. He's always evil. And that's a problem with us because we sometimes righteous. But this enemy of ours, he, he never takes days off. There can never be a peace treaty between us and him. He reeks of hatred for every soul that has or will ever been born. Let me say it again. You ain't never had an enemy like this. And the moment that you got saved, the moment you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you were automatically drafted into what the seasoned saints used to call the army of the Lord, which automatically landed you in a war between us, the righteous, and Satan and all of his demons. And if you've ever been in a war or known somebody who's been in war or, or just seen a movie that had war in it, then you know you don't wear designer clothing for battle. <laughs> you, have to have your, you have to have your armor on. Last week, we started talking about one of the pieces of the armor, which was the truth. In fact, the Apostle Paul said it like this, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18 Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, somebody say above all. Above all. Taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all of the saints. Amen. Amen. This next piece of armor is called the breastplate of righteousness. At salvation, I want you to catch this, at salvation, a breastplate of is issued to each repentant sinner. For every person that has truly given their lives over to God, repented and given their lives over to God, there is a breastplate. 
It is specially designed by God to protect our heart and soul from evil and deception. Now, last week we talked about truth. Now we're talking about the breastplate of righteousness, and, and we're learning that this piece of armor is specially designed by God to protect our heart and soul from evil and deception. And when I said that, this armor is able to protect your heart and soul from deception, everybody, technical difficulties, <laughs> everybody should have went, why? Because it's the heart that stays getting played. Amen. It's the heart that stays. Let, let me get that. I don't want to wrestle with this. And I need that one over there. I appreciate you. the sound check, whatever you got to do, amen. Felt like my anointing just dripped in for me or something. <laughs> the, this blessed, this, this breastplate, y'all see how I'm already, of righteousness, watch this, what it does is it protects our heart and soul from evil deception. Now, now here's the hit, truth keep you out of crazy. Hmm? Truth keeps you out of crazy. But the breastplate, watch this, it protects, it protects your heart. Oh, God. And guess what it protects your heart from? Deception. Anybody in here ever been played? Anybody? Anybody ever been hurt because they were deceived? Deceived well. But when you have the breastplate of righteousness, you don't got to worry about that. Because it's there to protect you from. You know, the breastplate of righteousness really can protect you from yourself. See, th this is why, this is why uh, uh, learning the word of God is so important. And getting it deep down on the inside of you. Because the word of God won't be silly when you will. The word of God will stay the word of God. It will stay the truth even when you don't want it to. Oh, God. Now, 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 if you if you own some some foolishness and 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 oh, I feel my help coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> if, if you own some foolishness and, and the word of God rises up in you. And you still do the foolishness. Well, we need to start all over. We need to do our first works again. Mike the breastplate. Yeah, get rid of him. 
Y'all, they y'all's mics, amen. <laughs> this is the bishops. Amen. Ooh, I feel my health <laughs> and lost my place. So let me, so let me tell you, this this breastplate of righteousness is heavy. I want I want you to catch it. It is specially designed by God to protect our heart and souls from evil and deception. I hope somebody wrote that one down. The the breastplate of righteousness has Christ's name stamped on it as though he said something like, your righteous isn't sufficient to protect you. I'm going to need you to wear mine. Uh, I've seen your righteousness. Lord, have mercy. (laughs) I, I think that you just, you best wear my righteousness. See, see, our personal righteousness is connected to our willpower. And well, our willpower has been proven time and time again to fail us when we needed it the most. We, we, we are instructed to put on this armor, which implies that we do not automatically wear it all the time. Putting on the armor of God requires a decision on your part. To put on the breastplate of righteousness, we must have first have had the belt of truth firmly in place. Because without truth, our righteousness will be based upon our own attempts to impress God. Hmm. Have you ever done that? Try to impress God. I ain't necessarily keeping the word, but I am trying to impress him. So I heard such and such was sick, so I'm going to take him a little soup. See, God, I'm righteous. I know such and such is struggling with some bills, so I'm going to drop a little extra off to him. See, God, I'm righteous. And then two weeks later, uh, when they don't do something you want them to do, you remind them of the soup and the money you gave them. See, God, I'm unrighteous. Lord, have mercy. I need you to understand when you begin to make your walk about pleasing God, this leads to legalism and self-condemnation. We choose instead to acknowledge that apart from him, we can do nothing. How many of you know that? How many of you know that without him you can do nothing? Let me see. Uh So keep your hands up. So here's the other question I'm asking to all of you. So why you keep trying? Hmm? If you know that, why you keep trying? The struggle prolongs not because God isn't God, but because you keep getting in the way. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. We ourselves in Christ... Lord, have mercy. We see our, if we see ourselves in Christ and that regardless of our failures, his righteousness has been credited to our account. So stop with the I'm sorry's already. Stop trying to explain yourself. Once God forgives you, Amen. 
In Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Notice he says, first I want you to seek the kingdom, and then I want you to seek the things of the kingdom. I want you to seek his righteousness. Listen, listen. So 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, he there, therefore he that is in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new, right? And if I ever had a chance to, like, put together some scriptures, like, from the scriptures, it would be like, but, you know, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So seek first the kingdom of God. You, you want to, you know, uh, uh, you want to know what the first game play, a play of the game you ought to do when you get saved is begin to seek God. Seek his righteousness. Because if you don't have his righteousness, it is an indicator that you do not have him. You, 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 the, 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 way that you, the way that you begin to uh, uh, operate in that breastplate of righteousness, uh, you know, is when you begin to make him your dwelling place. In fact, Psalm 91, verse number one says, he who dwells, Lord have mercy, in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Huh? See, see, the way that you keep the breastplate firmly fit in right position, Lord have mercy, is that you make him your dwelling place. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say some things because I believe, I don't know, just call me crazy. Y'all tell me if this if it's is the truth or it's just me. But, but I, I feel like unity is going deeper. Amen. I feel like, and, and I ain't saying that just on some numbers, because uh, 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 we didn't have numbers and we still paid the bills. So, so, so here's the deal. What do you do when you begin to become, when you begin to feel the depth of your um, walk with God getting deeper? You dwell in him. Let me go ahead and say this. You sit down in him. And, 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 and contrary to popular belief, watch this. You can dwell in God on the work, on the work site. <laughs> you can dwell in God getting your hair cut and, and, and your hair done, and you can still be dwelling in God. And in fact, you can dwell in God so heavily that, 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 that people will come up to you and say, it's just something about you. Lord, have mercy. And it will always be noticed because there is nothing more important, there is nothing more powerful than being in the presence of God. I, I don't just want to, you know, I don't want to hang out. I, I want to dwell there. Amen. I want to dwell there. Thank you, brother. I love the definition of the word dwell. In the Cambridge Dictionary, it says uh, to dwell is to live in a place, live in a place or in a particular way. Oh, boy. To, li to live in a place or in a particular way. As believers and as believers of Christ, we are to live in Christ. And, and the way that we are to live is righteously. Or, or, or we are to live in Christ and the way that we are to 
perform, uh, govern ourselves, uh, operate, or live should be Christ-like. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We, 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 uh, we delight in his commands and his desire for his ways to become our ways. See, this is the thing. I've been trying to get people to get this. You can go to college, learn a subject, don't agree with your professor. Not a problem. You understand what I'm saying to you? You can go on your job, be trained by somebody, see a different way to do it, don't agree with them, not a problem. But this thing right here, if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, if you're going to be a child of God, then you not only have to know the word, you have to be in agreement with the word. And many of us are in a battle not with self, not with your haters, not with the world. Many of us are battling with God because we just don't agree. Lord, have mercy. Some of the things that God asks us to do will trick the whole relationship off with him because that one means too much. And what do you do when things in your life begin to mean more to you than God does? How's it look for you? How's it look for you? We, we got to get to the place, Unity Worship Center, that we are dwelling in God. We are living in God. And, and, and one of the lies that Satan will tell you is that it ain't no fun dwelling in God. Let me tell you something. Ain't no fun have, needing some penicillin. Y'all caught that late. Ain't, ain't, ain't no fun having to go and pay some $99 for a credit restore plan because you don't let somebody, some joker come just play you out all your credit. Ain't no fun in that. That's what ain't fun. It ain't fun that, that, that uh, 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 Satan is constantly taking body blows at your children. Huh? We need to delight in his commands. Whatever you said, I'm with it. It blows my mind that we don't have that mentality with God because we show heaven with everybody else, don't we? Uh, when's the last time, watch this, you was presented some evil, you knew it was evil, you knew God, but you did the evil. Say it again. What last night? What you had some? Uh, did you have some chocolate bars? Is that what you said? Come on. I'm I'm so glad you said that. Let me tell you why. Because if you got diabetes, if you're a diabetic, and you eating sweets, you in sin. You know why? Because you are contaminating the temple. That don't belong to you no more if you saved. Now, I see all of this, these eyes of haters all over the sanctuary going, well, Pastor, you in sin. <laughs> I seen it. 
I seen it. Listen, listen. (laughs) Who are you? We delight in his commands and desire for his ways to become our ways. And in fact, Isaiah 61 verse number 10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed, y'all catch that, clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. (laughs) Y'all see that? When God reveals an area of change to us, We obey, allow him to work in us. Transformation begins to happen. Transformation begins to happen, right? How many of you are in deep need of transformation? Tell the truth. You sick of you. Huh? Can mess up a good time in a minute. Huh? Let me tell you something. I want to say this to you. I don't care where you are in your walk with God. I don't care where you are in your walk with God. It can change. Is that easy? It is. What does it require? Transformation. Being at one with your Savior. This is, this is where we're missing it, y'all. And see, here's the thing. We come into church and we, we say stuff like, you know, uh, like uh, uh, my sister in the Lord Arnell said, she said, it's all right, Bishop, you got grace. No, it ain't all right. Ain't no great. I come in here on one leg. That don't look like grace, do it? Huh? Listen, beloved, I want y'all to catch this and really catch this good. You got to do what the word says. And if you're not doing what the word says, and if you're not reading the word, and if you are a different person from when you leave here, you're going to go to hell. If you don't be in your word and learn your word and operate as the word has to, as, is governing us to operate, you're going to hell. Don't keep on worrying about the little depression that you're going through right now. You got a far hotter problem on the way. Now, everybody's sitting around in Christendom depressed. How can you be saved and depressed? Now, you can have a moment because life happens and we hold humans. You can have a moment, but to stay straddled in depression, refusing to be moved, and, and everybody ought to understand it, something's wrong with that. To be scared to trust God at this part of the game. Something's wrong with that. So, so, so what do we need to do? We need to get in our word, and then we need to make a decision that I'm not just going to be saved on Sunday while I'm in the sanctuary, but I'm going to be saved every day of the week. Every day. And I ain't talking about the saved, the, 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 you know, you hiding the stuff that people can see. I'm talking about who you are when ain't nobody else around. Why are you for real? 
Now listen, I just gave you, uh, uh, I just gave you a whole lot of food. Do the word. Get out of you. Do the word. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? We, we, pastor, oh my God, we've made this so hard. I mean, just walking this walk is just so hard. No, 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 no. You like where you at. That's the problem. And, it, and, and if you can, if you can bring with you what's destroying you, you'd walk right on into the next level. But the problem why you stay where you at and stuck is because God is not about to allow you to bring the problem along with you. Yeah, yeah. Can I just go ahead and tell you something else real quick? How much time? Can I tell you something real God know when you're faking. <laughs> you can lie and play everybody else. But God know when you're faking. And, 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 and he takes it personal. He takes it personal. And you know what I've been thinking, Pastor? I, I was thinking about this last night. I said, I wonder if people, since people are smart enough to know that God knows they be faking, I wonder if they believe they can actually handle hell. I want you all to ask yourself a question to yourself real quick, okay? Just a somber moment to yourself. Just ask yourself this question in your head. And, and because the answer should bring some type of reaction out of everybody in the building. All right, ask yourself this question. Y'all ready? Uh, uh, the question's going to be, then I'm going to count to three, then I want you to ask yourself, okay? The question's going to be, am I ready for hell? Okay, y'all ready? Now we're going to count to three, and then I want you to ask yourself that to yourself in your, most, in your most serious moment of thought, okay? And don't even answer it out loud. One, two, Three. Oh, God. For eternity. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And, and this doesn't this doesn't get many people to join the church when you talk like this and have sermons like this. But, but it amazes me how we would call ourselves, you know, got that life in the street, 100, real, all of that, right? And we, we get in church and we begin to fake it. When did it be okay to go from a person who would kept it real for Satan, but then come to church and keep it fake for God? Now, I wonder these questions. Does God do this? But you was down for Satan when you was with him. I mean, you did just about everything he asked you to. And you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that I saved your soul? I, 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 I allowed my son to die on the cross of Calvary for you? And, and, and here's the thing, and you understand what you're doing. My God. You understand that you fake it. You understand that you ain't right. You understand that you nasty. 
You understand that you're unbearable most days. You understand right where you at, and you have the audacity, watch this, you have the audacity or, or the gall, or, or, or you just so tough that you'll do that in front of me, not worried about how I'm going to take a look at you one day. Told you I was a jealous God. And you keep on putting things in front of me. I'm going to tell you how deep this sermon right here is. And most of you might, some of you might say, this ain't one of his better ones. Uh, and you're telling the visitors, come back next week. I'm pretty sure he'll be on point. No, I'm on point now. Y'all see me drinking this water? Now, y'all know I don't necessarily drink that much water during the sermon. There's always some left over. But, but the enemy is such against me right now that, he, I mean, from here up, I'm just drying up. I'm just drying up. I mean, just before you can get this out, before you can get, you understand what I'm saying to you. But catch this. But catch this. This is where, the, oh, God, and, and I don't mean no, this, I don't mean no this, but I'm, I'm teaching you right now, okay? This is where the armor bearers jump in because, see, th- th- you know, this is where my daughters in the Lord jump in because they ought to be saying something, something wrong with Dad. What's going on here? Something wrong with, with Pastor. He, he's drinking more than he usually do. My, my pastors, you understand? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Stand up and get into prayer for me. When you begin to see your leader not operating the way that he normally operates you, and, and, and everything that he's saying is the truth, then you've got to understand that there is a warfare going on. You understand what I'm saying to you? And if you want warfare and you don't know when your, your leader's going through it, then you won't know when the person next to you is going through it. So we can all be in church dying. We are not the ordinary church. When warfare hits the sanctuary, we go up against that. Amen? Let me bring this thing to a close. I want to read that 61 and 10 again. It says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. How many of you greatly rejoice in the Lord? Who was it? Uh, was it Martin Luther or was it, it was a Spurgeon that said, I get out, I get out of, uh, I get out of bed. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I get out of bed and I just begin to dance. Why? Because his grace was sufficient. He, he loved me enough to wake me up this morning. I get out and I dance on the strength of him. Let me ask you a question. How many people do you speak to before you speak to God? And you can say whatever you want to, but, but watch this. God be right there when you wake up. And, 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 and I believe that God is in heaven right now going, I dare you lie again. I dare you lie again. Sick of your lying. It says, my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. I'm glad I'm saved. I remember who I was. I remember what I was. I'm glad I'm saved. When I, when, I, when I was who I was, you understand, I, 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 I didn't have my family, you feel me? But I'm saved now. So, so, so I got my babies, you understand what I'm saying to you? I, I'm glad that I'm saved now because uh, when, when I wasn't saved, I was, I was a drug addict. When I wasn't saved, I was a womanizer. When I wasn't saved, I was this, this, whatever you were, whatever I was, but on the strength that I'm saved, Lord have mercy. 
on the strength that I'm saved. So I'm, I'm not just saved, baby. I'm joyfully saved. Yeah, yeah. That's why when you say, Pastor, how you doing? I'm blessed. I, honey, ain't nothing cliche about that. I am blessed. And you are too. You blessed if you got $1,000 in the bank. And you blessed if you got a dollar in the bank. You, you, you blessed if you got a car. Are you blessed if you got to catch an Uber? You blessed if you can catch an Uber? Are you blessed if you got a bus pass? Baby, don't make no never mind what's going on. You are blessed. Now, I want you to catch this. I'm, I'm going to end this. At the point where we say, watch this, no to God, we open a little crack in the armor where Satan's arrows can get through. In other words, uh, your, your disobedience has created a portal. Your Every time you're disobedient to God, you have created a portal. And if you remember, we talked about a portal last week, and it said a, demon, a portal is a demonic entrance into your home and life for demons and other evil entities to walk into legally. <laughs> a demonic entrance into your home and life for demons and other evil entities to walk into legally. Watch this, and here's what they come to do. And cause havoc... Due to some evil that you have connected yourself to. So for some of us, the hell that you're going through, slap yourself. Slap yourself. You you don't want to permission. You the one gave permission. You <laughs> Kim's over here. He said, slap yourself. <laughs> Let me read this definition again. We're almost done. A demonic entrance into your home and life for demons and other evil entities to walk into legally and cause havoc due to some evil that you have connected yourself to. I hear you, Holy Ghost. So, this is prophetic. So you sit here. All of these people sit here on the strength of you. This row. You got one back there because you came first. All these people right here, get you. they come behind you. They come with you. And when you decide or if you ever decide to connect yourself to an evil, watch this. Not only do you open up a portal to your life. Look at your grandbaby over there. A portal you open up for everybody. So, so, so if there's things in your home, if there's things that you do, you know, horoscopes and, and let's just do the Ouija board, girl, ain't nothing else. No, no. All of that is a portal to, for, to, uh, for the enemy to have demonic access to baby girl right here, to your children. You understand what I'm saying to you? See, see, it's so very important that, that, that we that the parents that you get that you get saved for real. Because not being saved for real sets the babies up for failure. for failure. You understand what I'm saying to you? 
when they come, they don't just come for you. They come for everything you value. Everything you value, they come for you. Lord, have mercy. So you have to be careful with what and who you connect yourself to or allow to be connected to you. Pornography in the home or on your phone creates a portal for lust. And I believe that if you play with the, knee, with the Ouija boards, you are creating portals for demonic presence to enter your home. You, you, let me, can I go ahead and just take, take it all over? I'm, I'm going to make some of y'all mad. Y'all ain't going to like this. If you keep scary movies, uh, uh, movies about the exorcist and, and, all, and all these horror movies and all of that, guess what? You are leaving portals, demonic portals, to come inside your home and wreak havoc because why, why, why can they do that? Because you got something of theirs. You have claimed something of theirs. And as long as you got something, I mean, you remember, y'all, y'all remember, you remember when we used to say stuff like uh, when the women were put us out bees and we'd be like, long as my couch is in here, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> huh? Pastor Sonia said, put it on the porch. Listen. But, but as long, I want you to catch this because it's so very important. Some of you are trying to figure out why you get mad when you get home. Because there's the demonic presence there that as soon as you walk in, it begins to work you over. That's why when you can walk in the house and somebody love you, wants to love on you and tell you how great you are and they missed you and how was your day, you don't, you don't understand the blessing and all that. And you go, can I just get in the house first? That's a demon. That's a demon. That's a demon in the household. You've been happy everywhere else, but you get home, now now you're ready to cuss everybody out. That's a demon. That is a demon. And I need you to understand, for those of you that love those horror movies and you keep them in your house, you give access to Satan to come in there. That's why some of you get in horror show and, and, and life in your house is horrible. This is real. This is real. I, I want to say this and I'm going to close. I ain't finished, but I'm done. I'm going to say this. And On the strength that many of you will not take what I said seriously, you'll continue to go through hell. Oh, I think he's just, he, he overdoes it when he talks about these demons. No, I think you underdo it when we talk about demons. So listen. You're going to need that breast, that girdle of truth. And you're going to need that breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, you're going to need that. And we're going to extend this series out until we're done. But I need you to understand, you're going to have to put this armor on. You're going to have to put this armor on or you don't stand a chance. And the problem is when you don't have the armor on and, and the enemy takes you out, everything you love is left. It's subjected to the same evil that overcame you. We need 
We need the armor of God in our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's give God a hand clap for his word.